What's up, everybody? It's Hank here with the audio version of Smoke Break MMA Podcast. My guest here today is making his Cage Warriors debut. He is a up-and-coming, bright, lightweight prospect in the world of MMA, Stephen Hooper. Now, first off, your nickname. Now, I want to make sure I got this right. <laughs> Clocky T, is that your nickname? <laughs> yeah. Clocky yeah, T, uh, that, that's a very unique nickname. Where did that nickname come from? Uh, it's uh, quite a long story, actually. <laughs> um, yeah, it just kind of like, like Clocky's always been my nickname, and it just kind of follows me around. And it's like, and then like, I kind of like when you fill out these forms when you go for fights, and they're like, what's your nickname? Sometimes it's just like, I'll just put Clocky T on it for a laugh, <laughs> and then it's kind of. It kind of was a laugh at amateur, but now it's become like it's kind of, it's carried through to my pro career now as well. So it's like I'm probably stuck with it. It's definitely very unique. It's a very unique nickname. You know, you see some that are repetitive that a lot of people have. You know, the monster, the beast, the killer. You know, but that's actually I've never heard that, and it's actually it's a very unique nickname. Yeah, it's definitely something different. Isn't it? So this is actually your Cage Warriors debut. Now, I'm, I will not lie. I don't watch a lot of Cage Warriors. You know, I watch a little bit. But, you yeah. know, I I've, I've, I see a lot of people speak very highly of them. You know, a lot of people. This is, this is the promotion where, like, the best talent from, you know, like, from, like, you know, the UK side of MMA comes from, like, look at the people who have been on it before, like, uh, Michael Bispin and Conor McGregor. Like, they're two UFC world champions. Yep. You know, so it just shows that, like, promotion is, like, one of the one of the biggest ones, you know, especially for getting people into the UFC as well, because a lot of times, like, um, you see people from this promotion go over to the UFC because, uh, you know, it's, like, showing them fight pass, so it's kind of linked. So, like, it's good. It's a good show to go for if you get to that level. Yeah, it's kind of like the UK's version of uh, LFA here in America. We, do you know what LFA is? Uh, no, I've not heard of that one. Is it uh, so, Le- Legacy Fighting like, yeah, Championship? Oh. It's a uh, oh no, yeah, yeah, I have heard of that, yeah, yeah, or LFA. I, I said something. I said something else, but yeah, it's LFA. It's on uh, Friday nights on free TV. It's it's kind of similar, you know. It's like they they build people the prospects on there, and then they go to the UFC if they're really good. Cage Warriors kind of similar, yeah. you know, the UK version. But your opponent, you know, Anthony. O'Connor, this is your second fight with him. You actually fought him once before, and I mean, it's it's really no secret, you know, what your specialties are and your strengths. You your jujitsu is slick, and I mean, your your hands are good too. You definitely got like in your first fight, you uh you hit you hit him with some good shots. He he took you down, and he like if if we're going by scorecards, he probably won round one and was probably on his way to winning round two. Just I, I think judges. They judge the takedown too much, you know what I'm saying? They just because you get the takedown doesn't mean you won the whole round. They just, I think MMA judges put too much effort and emphasis on the takedown, and uh, so, so you know he was he wasn't really doing much damage. He was just kind of laying on you, and when when you were up, you were controlling on the feet. It wasn't real. He wasn't really destroying you. He was just kind of laying on you on top. But the in the judges' eyes, you're on bottom, you know, so you're losing in the in the eyes of the judges mostly most of the time. But then the second round come, and I just watched the fight, like I said, about 20 minutes ago, and uh, you caught him with a slick triangle from the bottom. It kind of come out of nowhere. 
Yeah, it's kind of like a kind of a unique setup for it. And um, like once I've got that collar tie, and then I've got control over wrist, and that's pretty much it. Like I don't know, it's like it's one of them I can't really teach it or or like I don't know. I just I'm just it just kind of fits well in my body. So like once I get people in that position, that's kind of it, and it looks quite unique how it gets set up as well. Did it surprise you, kind of, how fast you locked it in? Because it was like, nah, if the fight in, was going... In the, when, I, when I did it, it felt like it was quite a slow one. I can still remember it. Like I can just remember like the points that I go through in my head as I set off the triangle. And um, yeah, it just felt like it was quite a slow one. I, I was actually quite shocked I caught him with it. But then watching the footage back, it did look pretty fast. So. Yeah. Uh, did you hesitate to accept this fight? You know, like when they called, and you're like, I already beat that guy. You know, did you... Did did, you, did it take a little nah. bit of, of, you know, talking to to get you to take it, or did, was you just like, hell no, I already beat him, I'll beat him again? Well, no, because um, basically I lost my last fight, but it was one of them really, like, I didn't, I didn't prepare as well as I should have done for it. And then I was already looking at, uh, you know, getting on cage warriors because of my fight before that one. But then I'd, I thought I'd ruined it by, like, messing up that last fight. But then as soon as, like, I got an offer from Cage Warriors, and it was, like, for somebody that I've already beat before, I was like, this is too good to be true. So I was like, yeah, of course I'll do that. Yeah, but, it, it makes sense. Um, yeah, I was just like, I've been, like, really hyped up. Like, it's like, I don't know, like, like you know, you kind of get, like, bored being at that level where, you know, you want to be on the big show and that because you've been doing it so long. And then, like, now it, the call comes and now I can get some, you know, proper experience in the proper atmosphere. You know, like, like you know, it's like living the dream, really, because now I can, you know, get a real feel for it and be, you know, in the sort of arenas and stuff like that that I want to compete in and that, you know, with a professional show and everything. So, so, so yeah. this isn't just about this isn't just about winning, you know, and winning your debut. You're coming off of a loss, so, you know, you're wanting to get yeah. back in that win column. And uh, you still represent SBG Manchester, right? Yeah, that's correct, yeah. I'll probably be there for my entire career so you have a lot to yeah. a lot to represent you know you got to get that w you're a lot of people you know when they come off losses their mindset you know they it gets to them you know they're it's it's hard to feel as confident if you lose it depends sometimes it's you know decision sometimes you get knocked out or however the the loss happens sometimes losses change people you, you think that uh it's not going to have no issue at all you think you're just going to brush it off and right, get right back in the thick of things yeah, no, I think I'm all good. Like, um, like the last, like I was winning the first round of that fight, but it was kind of more of a fatigue issue because I kind of did something a bit stupid where I sort of signed myself up for this really brutal triathlon, um, which you know, like it wasn't an Iron Man, but it was like pretty much like an Iron Man, and I did it kind of two weeks before the fight and didn't sort of recover back in time, and then burnt out in the fight and lost. So, um. But obviously, like, uh, I'm not being that stupid now and uh, I've got it together and um, my conditioning's changed and now, like, I thought my body's recovered really well from that and I've got a lot, I've gained a lot from it. So, uh, yeah, now, hopefully, I'll look, look probably the best I've ever looked, ever. I feel like the best I have been ever and uh, probably just, like, fly straight through this fight. But I've got a good feeling about it. Like, I'm really focused at the minute and this is, I most focused I've been in a while for a fight, so, so yeah. The UFC could definitely use you. You know, you're 
you're a great prospect, you know, give you a few fights. I'm not saying right away, you know. I mean, I'm sure if they called, you'd take it. But, like, let's say you get yeah. two or three fights in Cage Warriors, two or three good wins. So, sometimes lessons are the best, you know, those little lessons you learn. You, you want to learn those lessons before you get to the big stage so you don't have to go through those lessons on the big, on the big stage. Yeah, that's definitely correct, yeah. Like, I've been like, I've been quite lucky to get this off still. So, obviously, everything's still going as planned. So, so yeah. So, the date, February 16th. Do you cut a lot of weight? Because we're a little bit away, you know, from there. It's We still probably got like two weeks, two and a half, somewhere around in there. So, is 155 hard for you to make, or are you, is that like um, the perfect weight class? It depends, really. Like, it depends on my body. Like, like, it, like, when I was doing a lot of the cardio, it was getting really easy to make, but now I need to be stronger, so I'm back doing a lot of weights and strength training. So now I've got a lot of lean mass, so I'm guessing this one's going to be like kind of a medium one because I'm already quite light because I've been putting on mass from being too lean. So I've dropped a lot of weight doing like cardio, cardio sports on the side. But um, I have had hard, really hard. My last cut was really hard because... Um, I don't know, my body just wouldn't give up the water for some reason, but this time I feel recovered. So I'm, I'm already only, so if I, I'm about 170 pounds at the minute, so I'm going to say I'm going to be 156. So that's not really that much, but I feel strong for the weight. Yeah, like for the average person, so, you know, if you, if you weigh, I weighed myself today and I was 130. I, I'm only 130 pounds, and uh, like if I, I couldn't imagine dropping 15 pounds and getting to 115 you know like you you said you're at 170 and you're gonna get to you know 156 you know is the limit that's like to the average yeah. person thinking like that is like crazy how you know how you some of them do that in a day in a two days i remember when uh conor mcgregor fought chad mendez it was rumored and i think it was uh proven that he cut 22 pounds in one week yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't know it was twenty two pounds in a week, but I, I didn't know that he did, he did have a hard cut. I remember him saying he was about one seventy, like five days out, and that to one forty five. So yeah, <laughs> weight weight cutting's a big thing in MMA. Way. You know, uh, a lot of people. I, what I think it'll take is somebody actually getting seriously hurt, or maybe even dying. I don't want. I don't want nobody to die. But you know, let's say somebody does die of weight cutting then it'll be stopped like if somebody died if somebody in the in the ufc died it would be the commissions would find some way to stop it yeah my view on weight cutting is there's two solutions we've uh ban it all together and weigh in on the day and just like accept it everyone has to move up a weight or whatever or um have the weigh in two days before so you've got more time to recover, so you're less likely to die in the fight. I've always uh, kind of thought this was a good idea. Why not have, instead of like a 10-pound a, a gap, a 20-pound? Like, okay, like 145. You can weigh anywhere from 125 pounds to 145 pounds. Now, obviously, you're not going to want to step in there at 122, you know, and go in against yeah. somebody who's 140 you know, but you know what I'm saying? Like if, if like heavy, heavyweight's weird one because you can be from 206 to 265 at heavyweight, but those are big, bigger guys. 
I think that they should give it a little bit of a gap, you know, like 155 to 169, maybe, maybe, I know it's a weird number, but, you know, like Mm. 155 to 170, I know you're going to get some bit of a a height and weight, you're going to get some bit of a size difference, but you get that anyway. Look at when Darren Till fought uh, uh, Tyron Woodley, Darren Till looked like he was two weight classes heavier than Tyron, and Tyron is a big welterweight. When Darren Till fought Cowboy Cerrone, he lo- he made Cowboy look like a featherweight. Yeah, yeah, he did. To be fair, it's um, I don't know. It's just like it's one of them. Like, would you fight a bigger man? Like, if they offered you a fight, would you? You're 155. You're a lightweight. If they said, okay, we're gonna make it to where you could fight a middleweight, like a 185 pound man, do you think that would be a fair fight, or do you think? That it's the 155 pound man just doesn't have the size and the strength of a of a middleweight like a 185 pounder. Um, I don't know. I'd probably have to need a big check for that one. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, if like somebody was paying enough money, then I'd probably do something stupid like that. But, right? Yeah. <laughs> There is this idea, you know, that size doesn't play a part, you know, because like old school MMA, UFC, like Hoist Gracie, you know, 1993, he was only a 170-pound man, and he was beating really big, monstrous guys with jiu-jitsu. Now it's not really like that. Everybody is a black belt. Everybody's a brown belt. Everybody knows how to kick and punch, and it's very different now. You know, it's used to you could get away with with, with bullshit. You get away with some stuff. Now it seems like you can't get away with anything. Yeah, they've only got like, like, there's like two things that you need, and it's skill and like attributes. And obviously, if like somebody skill level is both the same, but then someone's got a better attribute, then like statistically, they're probably you know gonna like do better. Yeah, athleticism is so helpful. Just being a, like a natural athlete, you know, just be like Brock Lesnar or, you know, uh, Jose Aldo. He was a, he's a really good. He played soccer before he was in in, yeah. in in MMA. He's a good athlete. There's a lot of Eric Anders. You know, he played football before he got into those football player type guys. There's you, yeah, you yeah. have a, a you you straight from the go have an advantage over somebody who is it naturally gifted like BJ Penn BJ Penn was not a freak athlete with a six pack and you know just undying bone structure and muscle tone he was just a regular looking guy who was really really good you know with a good mindset and good jiu-jitsu and a good fighter sometimes the, I was talking about this last night with somebody sometimes the guys who you look at and they don't really look like fighters they are some of the best. Like Rory McDonald. Rory McDonald looks like he does your taxes for a living, but he's a he's a yeah. world champion. Just reality, isn't it really? Because like in like I don't know how media portrays like people that are tough or whatever. They've got to look a certain way, but then in like reality, like I don't look like I fight. That's what I was gonna and, say. You don't um, look I, like a fighter. And and like if you watch some of my fight. People would think like I'm a nutcase because I'm just there meeting people in the face, and <laughs> I just look like a nice regular lad. And I am outside the cage, but when I fight, I just can turn that thing on. You know that I don't know if like that, that like um, primal thing where you can just fucking go for it on someone and just not care. And, yeah, 
Well, people, if you haven't watched him or if you haven't checked him out, go to YouTube and type in Stephen Hooper MMA. He's got highlights. That one fight of the night. What was that one fight that was fight of the night where it went to a split decision oh. and you won? Yeah, I fought like uh, Alex Hampson. He was from the same team as the guy I'm fighting next. Oh. So they, they, you know, they, they want that win back because they I did just not watched like that. I just watched that fight too before we come in. I was watching every time, you know, before I have anybody on, I'll watch a bunch of their fights. And uh, I watched that but, one too. And that was a good damn fight. I'll tell you, right. So basically, right. That um, Ellis guy, he's like he's like a generation of fighter above me. So like, I've only been a pro just over a year, but he's been pro since 2012. Ooh. So like I don't know, he's fought on cage. He's had like four or five cage warriors fights. So basically, um, I I like get offered that fight, and I just I don't I, I just don't fucking care. So like, like I take any fight. So um, I'm like, yeah, I'll take it. And then like, everyone's thinking, what the fuck are you doing taking that fight? Like, <laughs> uh, um Ellis is gonna smash him, whatever. Then. Like his team gets involved over like social media with my with my my friends just like saying stuff to them and that and they're like oh no I'm gonna get smashed or whatever so then um so then I turn up and uh, we just had this fucking like mental war and I was just like I, I I don't know I felt like really relaxed that night I had a right good time in fact I'm gonna probably say that was like probably the best night ever in my life like just, it just had everything and uh, yeah then I won and it was like kind of a shock and then everyone was like oh who's Who's who the fuck this guy like? So then I got a bit of a name for myself now. Yeah, that's definitely. Like, a, it's been hard to find fights. Hard to find fights. No, no one wants to fight because like the scared of women like need a face off. But you know, I kind of stepped up for a second time, so that's good. That was definitely a great fight. Now two wins later, you know, you got the first win over O'Connor. It's been a little while. That was in 2016, right? Um. 2017. 2017. So to so yeah, it's been you know a little while. Since, but you know you could very easily beat O'Connor again. You know he's tough. He's definitely tough, and he's game. Yeah, he's got he hits hard, doesn't he? Oh, I got a bit watch that, but I think I've got quite a smart game, and I'm quite a cerebral fighter. Whereas he's quite a uh, you know like just I don't know like aggression or whatever, but. Like, I, I don't know. I think differently. I don't end up fight with the aggression. I'm just, just trying to get that, like, focus where I just know what to do. And I just, it's just like, I don't know, like, flow kind of thing. I don't know. And then that's how I like to fight. But, um, like, I don't know. I think that works better against his style. Like, because like, I didn't take a lot of damage in the last one because I was just being smart and I was just waiting it out. And then, obviously, I got him at the right time. So I'll probably do that again. Or I might go for it a bit more this time. I think like a bit of rhythm a bit better. But we'll see. See what I do on the night. You're very technical. You know, like like we were saying last time, you know, the f first two rounds, you know, he was it was back and forth on the feet a little bit, and then he was just laying on top of you a little, but then a submission come out of nowhere and it's over. Uh, you've had wars, like we said, that split decision. And uh, you're very, like you said, he's aggressive and goes with aggression. And the best way to match aggression is with technique. And I believe that's what's ultimately going to get you a second win against him. Yeah, definitely. But I definitely want to take, uh, thank you for your time, man. Yeah, no worries, man. And, good. I, and I'll definitely have you on again, man. Yeah, yeah, no worries. I'll be on it again. Like... Keep it up. You're doing good. 
Yes, definitely. It's getting, getting, it's getting bigger. Yes, yes. Check it out. I've had a lot more people on. Uh, I've had some big names on myself, Bellator, UFC, the logo behind yeah. me. I don't know if you see you see my logo behind me. Oh, gee. that's all right, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I, did, I think I did see that on your Facebook the other day. Yeah. yeah, on my Twitter. Got the logo behind me. Slowly, slowly getting bigger. Yeah, I keep going, man. But I, I appreciate you, you. You guys are what makes it. You know, the, the guest is what makes it, but... I appreciate anybody who answers me and you know agrees to come on, and I'm definitely rooting for you, man. Once again, February 16th in Liverpool versus uh, Anthony O'Connor, who he's uh, who he is already one and zero against, looking to go two and zero in the books with maybe another excellent pl- uh, excellent jujitsu skills. If you guys haven't yeah. looked him up, for, I'm going to say again, guys, for my listeners, if you guys haven't looked him up, go to Stephen Hooper MMA on YouTube and look up some of his fights. I mean, he is very skilled on the ground, good jiu-jitsu, good boxing, good... I mean, he's, he's just an overall good fighter. And uh, definitely check him out if you guys haven't had him, haven't checked him out. Thanks, man. Yeah, thank thank you for coming on, man, and you have a good rest of the night. There's my new thing. See ya. I hope you guys enjoyed this smoke break MMA interview. I want to give a quick shout out to Kristen King, Ty O'Keefe, John Sloan MMA, Darren Laux, Christian uh Craig Allen. And if I'm leaving anybody out, I'm sorry. But I, Monstars MMA, no turn unstoned. Uh, you guys know who you are on Twitter, all my the MMA family, and uh, hit me up for episodes. Hit me up for questions. I'm always down for questions. I'm always down for interviews, fan interactions. You know, I am a fan. I'm not really like I've said before. I'm a fan too, just like you guys are. But I hope you guys enjoyed this episode with Stephen Clocky T Hooper. What a, what a very interesting nickname. Very interesting guy. He's very laid back, very chill. You wouldn't think he was a fighter, but man, that guy's a killer. Excellent jujitsu, very good off of his back. His guard, you know, like most guards aren't that good. This guy, if you're landing this guy's full guard, you're in trouble. So uh, check it out. February 16th, Liverpool against O'Connor. Guy who he's already beat, Cage Warriors lightweight debut. Definitely check him out, guys. I hope you guys enjoyed. You You guys have a good rest of the night.